Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Just when you thought DC and Warner Brothers couldn't make a bigger mess, they arrive with Shazam and totally redeem themselves. Or has the bar just been set oh so low? Along the way, you'll get spoilers for Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and a minor gag is spoiled for Deadpool 2. At this point, does anyone remember how the DCEU began? Wasn't it Man of Steel? It was Man of Steel. But I remember then. Unofficially, that. right? Confirmed. Patrick has confirmed. Yeah. I remember. Here, here's a, I read was it unofficial? It was yeah, unofficial at the time. It was a DC property, and they're like, oh, yeah, sure, Zach, make something. I, I read the story. This might not be accurate, but I read a story. Is it a gossip column? It might be a gossip column, and it might just be something made up in my head, but here we go. <laughs> that uh, Man of Steel was successful, and they said, hey, Zach, we need Wait, a you sequel. Mean successful, you mean like box office? Yeah. And they were like, of course, time for a, a movie sequel. about Superman, big budget movie about yeah, Superman. Yeah, we wanted it bigger. We want to put more money into it because Marvel's doing their thing, and he's like, well, can I make a, um, a Dark Knight Rises or returns crossover, you know. There's a comic book that movie's based on, more or less. And they said a Batman versus Superman shared universe, and that's where it sprawled out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right, because the the Dark Knight trilogy is obviously DC property too, but it was more or less Zack Snyder's success with his other comic book films that launched their rival to Marvel. Right, and. Success are, you saying, is, are you saying he wanted the Christian Bale Batman to be in his movies? No, he just wanted to he wanted to bring Batman back for a Man of Steel sequel. And did he say he wanted Christian Bale? No. He just wanted to redo Batman. He just wanted to yeah, redo Batman. And do his own Batman. Do his own Batman. And he did. And he no, did. He him. sure did. Yeah. And I like it. So but okay, so then we're let's just connect the dots. <laughs> yeah, and then you saw Batman vs Superman, and then all of a sudden the shared universe was inside the movie, inside a computer program. <laughs> yeah, on right. a flash drive. Yeah, yeah flash two drive. movies in. No, and, and an email attachments. <laughs> two movies in, yeah. and we've got him reading emails and looking at photos of Aquaman and the Flash and Wonder Woman. Yeah, and let's yeah. not forget that there's like a that whole scene in uh, B- Batman versus Batman v Superman. Where they like cut to an island off the coast of the Caribbean or something like that, and there's like a boy swimming to go get that piece of kryptonite. Remember that whole thing? Yeah. And it seemed like that was going to somehow connect to the world of Aquaman because later when they Bruce Wayne sent that email, it's like the Aquaman file was just someone swimming underwater, and Jason Momoa pop- popped his head out for a second. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, that was just like, like some sort of security camera underwater. Yeah, and you're like, who's filming this? And why does he have Put it? Put that camera down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they obviously had gotten greedy. They were thinking, oh, okay, so we've got, you know, Warner Brothers has DC. So we've got a Superman movie that is at least in some sense successful. It made money, even if it wasn't well received critically. It's ro- it was rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Which again means that it got more bad reviews than good reviews. Right. So they, at this point, were thinking like, oh, Marvel, 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 like everyone does. How can we tentpole a universe? <laughs> Stumbling around, mumbling. Yeah, Marvel, knocking Marvel, into the walls, Marvel, 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 yeah. Marvel. But they got like the two, like two of the arguably biggest comic book properties ever. Batman, Batman and, and Superman. Superman. Yeah. So they're they, like, we've got bigger. something bigger than anything they have. Surely we should be able to do this. I know. And what's it's interesting, a good point, is 
two things. One is that they had had great success with their Batman franchises, not just with Christopher Nolan, but in the past, the Michael Keaton, yep. Keaton <laughs> Batman movies were great. Yeah, great success. People saw them in theaters. Yes, they, they made a lot make of money. Great movies, but they made movies well, the, people saw. The Tim Burton Batman film was a game-changing genre. Yeah, dark. Yeah, comic book it, movie. it took it a turn dark, for yeah. Dark Batman. And uh, and then obviously that franchise went off the rails, if not with Batman Returns, certainly by Batman Forever. We're full on. Someone do a Mister Freeze impression. That's that's all the way up to Batman and Robin. The Ice Age. (laughs) (laughs) Chill, chill out. So, but they had had some level of success, and then the Christopher Nolan trilogy is still widely regarded as the finest in comic book. Yeah. Movies. Well, that's because he he took it to another level of quality, right? He threw, so out, he threw out the camp, and he made it sophisticated. Yeah, he made like really smart movies that have bat that are about Batman. Yeah, three of them in a row. They're all good. People want to fight about which ones and stuff, but it it for the most part, everyone agrees that the Dark Knight is not only probably the best comic book or superhero film yet made. It's also just one like uh, up in the top tier of just movies in general. Sure, yeah. performances, Arguably. visual effects, storytelling. Well, yeah, one performance in particular is known for yeah. Those so it's not like movies. Warner Brothers and DC have no idea what they're doing at all. They've had even if it was an accident, they had some success. They hired some good people. Now they've got Zack Snyder, who made for them uh, did. Was Warner Brothers in three or Zack Snyder had had success with three hundred, but that was that. Right, that was Warner Brothers. Is so, that DC? No, that was a Dark, Dark Horse, Horse property. Oh yeah. right, but they're like this guy's hot new director. But, but Watchmen is. Watchmen is DC. DC, but but Watchmen was a flop. Yeah, yeah, but it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, we, man. we got a whole episode on it. Yeah, so. They're thinking we should be in this game, shouldn't we? We do all. It seems like a waste to have all them, but unlike the patient Marvel stratagem of being like, let's take our time to slowly develop these characters in isolation before we even hint at the fact that they're connected. The connections will be inferred at at least, and at the very most, cameoed. You know. Yeah, and we're gonna make a movie and see how it goes. Yeah, and then if it goes well, we'll just keep going. Yeah, and then they they also did that with a character that people hardly knew. Yep. Iron so, Man. I'm talking about Iron yeah. Man. Yes, of course. Yeah. So all in all, Marvel's strategy is just totally different. Very very patient right. and very focused on. And you know, everyone wants to blah, 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 pick on Marvel. I'm sick of Marvel. I'm sick of superheroes. But it's been ten years. Ten years and twenty plus movies of Marvel films. They. They care a lot about developing their characters one movie yeah, at a time. They say now that they're sick of it, but they'll be in line for Endgame. Of course they will. And like, then whatever's like next, we all will be. They got us. But DC wants to do this sloppy, DC and Warner Bros. do the sloppy thing where they're like, okay, do Man of Steel. And there were some Easter eggs. It was like, you know, Wayne Enterprises on a satellite and crap like that. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some, Whoa! Did you see that? Some <laughs> hints that they exist in the same world, but they're at the most at that point. Just like what? It's funny, you know. Like maybe yeah. by the time you get to Batman v Superman, like the ad for the big movie is in the title, Dawn of Justice. It's like already oh, right. in the title of the movie. Right. Justice, guys. Right. Justice. You catch that? 
Justice. Ten things that could have taken ten movies are happening all in one movie. Like Superman dies and... Wonder Woman was next though, right? Wonder Woman gets introduced. Doomsday is in there. They did. Yeah, they did. Batman v Superman and then threw in Wonder Woman. Yeah, she full on like... And what did she do in that? I mean, we've done a whole episode on this too. She shows up and loses a fight and that's all we see of her. But she had a great theme She had a great theme. She did. <laughs> I'm so, just doing Led Zeppelin. <laughs> now that we've, now that we've seen the DC extended universe, right? That's the EU. Yeah, we've yep. seen it rise and fall. Yeah, now what, it's fully flaccid. <laughs> what is DC up to now? No, no, but see, it's not. It's it. it Aquaman's got a sequel coming. Yeah, Batman or Man of Steel came out. It was okay, box office wise. Batman vs Superman came out and it underperformed what they wanted to. Still made a chunk of money. Suicide heaps. Squad made oh, heaps of money. Suicide heaps Squad. of money. Forgot then all about Wonder it. Woman came out. He was critically like. No, Wonder Woman was before Suicide Squad. Okay. Yeah. Either true. way, same summer though, right? I don't know. Same time frame. Who cares? About and Suicide heaps Squad. of money. People critically acclaimed, like getting praises. Number one movie of the summer. Messed up our brackets, yep. like always. Wonder Woman, yeah. Yeah. Then Aquaman comes out and makes more than any of the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight movies. Which is just so strange. So strange. It's all the Game of Thrones nerds. I guess so. But now this one, and now Shazam is also doing really well. So they're, they're not doing bad. They're not doing Marvel because it's like doesn't seem like they know what they're doing well no. they're doing bad in a different way though because behind the scenes they've made such a mess yes. of their connected the connectedness <laughs> of their properties that they had they are actually now straight up saying we don't we don't know yeah. we're trying i don't know <laughs> like they they're p- pressing and they've had like their version of a kevin feige come and go the yeah the the figurehead guy changed along the way they've had Suicide Squad's already being rebooted with different actors. Idris Ilba. Uh the Wonder One yeah, and then Justice League was such a mess, it's got two different directors, it doesn't look like a movie directed by anyone. <laughs> yeah. And at this point the the producer that's responsible for the D C E U is like, I guess they're just not connected anymore. <laughs> that's essentially what he said when pressed about Aquaman, because they're like, Are we gonna really see some building out of the dceu he's like not really but now ben's out affleck is gone and now yeah now affleck's gone so it's just a total mess they want to hold on to wonder woman and gal gadot obviously because there's serious star power and cash value for them and that was a solid film yeah sir i mean geez amongst the rest of their (laughs) repertoire it was not bad at all compared to some of those apparently allegedly uh henry cavill's out as Superman, I guess, but uh, he he seems to th- want to do it. Well, I, he, I like him. He's a good Superman. It was announced that he was out, and then Jason Momoa said on the red carpet for Aquaman that no, he's not out. He's totally in. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Well, why was that making the news? You want to say anything else? How are they going to keep going? Are they going to replace Affleck? Yeah. Ugh, I hate that. And the Matt Reeves, su- uh, Batman movie, The Batman, which is in pre-production. It is apparently in, in no way set in the DCEU. Yeah. The Todd Phillips Joker movie is in no way set no. in the DCEU. It is just a mess out now, there. I see a little 
yeah, all of that. The DCEU is a just a terrible embarrassment for all of these people, <laughs> and I feel so bad for Zack Snyder being caught in it because he, you know, he's a, he's a visionary filmmaker, and he, it's just not it's just not working for him. But what I am hopeful about is the latest two, well, latest two announcements at least: Shazam being one and Joker to look forward to. It feels like a new era for DC and they've just kind of thrown their hands in the air and said, all right, just kind of make whatever you want. And these filmmakers are finally making quality movies. Yeah. You know, you listeners, you want to hear a story where we uh, fell short of our standards. I got a text message from Tyler saying, you need to watch the Joker trailer because he said it's better than anything in the DCEU yet. <laughs> then the tra- he followed up the to trailer. his own statement. <laughs> yeah. He thought fo- he added to his own statement. The trailer is better than yeah. anything DC has done. So we watched it, and he was right. That was a really good trailer. It's a really good freaking yeah. trailer. I keep I keep saying it's it feels like it's like Paul Thomas Anderson made a Joker movie. Yeah, it does. I it agree. Does That's like a good that. way of putting it. It's interesting too because I want to go on record when this thing turns out to be awesome that I've been saying all along that it, it seems like to me like a shoe in to be a great movie because how is Joaquin Phoenix? My argument has always been going to get a script for Joker and not immediately go, no. Like, right. I he, do. Was, he knew Heath Ledger, and yeah. why would he even try? It's already like a doomed role, and this you're, this is a mess. It's not even in the yeah. movie. What a stupid. All your movies suck right now. There must have been something about it that made him go, oh, okay, oh, cool. Yeah, I can do something with that. A prequel. Uh, it's an origin story for Joker. Which is kind of a bold thing to do that yeah it is the mystery of that character is often what makes him so intriguing but that trailer alone was like oh i wish i was watching this now right it was fascinating so now the dc is off the rails it might be it might be the best thing that's ever happened to them they've got joker coming out at the end of the year and now they've got shazam which yeah, is also they, they a runaway they, success they put themselves in a position where they have to do what they should have done the whole time it's just like just try weird stuff. DC is a weird universe. Like, don't try to change yourself to a strict path. Just go off the rails and try weird things. Right. And that's when it's better. I feel it wasn't great, but this. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Joker is like the next era in superhero films where it's they're making high quality, uh, really well written, well well thought. Well, well, unlike this statement, well, 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 um, crafted uh, sure. films that have to do with superheroes. It's just, ha- just that's not like it's or at not least a superhero trailers. film. Yeah, we it's, haven't seen it, but it's a, it's not a superhero film. It seems to be like we're watching Phantom Thread, and it happens to be starring joker you know yeah, yeah like that's be, a really rich great. characters and mythologies to explore right and christopher nolan has and not just christopher nolan even uh of you know a movie like logan is another example of the fact that you can make an art house movie that still delivers on comic book tropes in yeah. terms of like set pieces and action sequences mm-hmm. that wide audiences want to see and enjoy and also like deliver on a deeper more thoughtful level yeah logan's a good good things like watchmen where you're like is unexpected tone and storytelling take it completely out of the superhero camp but it's still very much a superhero movie right but we haven't seen joker shazam (laughs) (laughs) shazam is what we're here to talk about all that to say we went and saw 
Shazam, which is part of the DCEU. In fact, apparently it's the last film to be officially concrete in within the DCE. That's, uh, that's an yeah. official that's statement? Bad. Yeah, I read a quote from the whoever's the gentleman that's in charge of the DCEU. He said that this is this is the last one that's like very thoroughly anchored in the, you know, like there's references to it all through the movie. It, it actually plays more of a background role in Shazam. It, Shazam plays more like a Marvel movie where it does. this is a totally independent character. Yes, you're going to see the periphery of the larger world, but we yeah. don't need to depend on it in, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So, yeah, Shazam felt the way that at least was irreverent and and almost self-deprecating and and self-aware it felt very deadpool to me yeah obviously no r rating but the way that it treated the whole genre was very meta no that's a good way of putting it yeah deadpool begins with the whole like oh this is a superhero movie and it's silly or offensive and Shazam also has a whole like yeah it's a bunch it starts it's aware of its own silliness right they're kids in a superhero story becoming superheroes and they're aware of it and so they can comment on it there's a moment where they reveal that these this world this universe that they're they're occupying exists in the world of Batman and Superman yeah so in this way it's totally unique in the DCE you it doesn't feel like a dceu movie and that and yet it obviously is from the time it starts right so what do you think tyler of shazam yeah you want my exit interview mm-hmm. coming out of the theater hey tyler you? hans from you hate movies is here on the red carpet <laughs> what did you think wow yeah what a great f- uh, no i can't do the, <laughs> i can't do the fake hype just really proud of these guys really excited to be out here Show some support. And yeah, I'm just, team. just Shazam. And <laughs> I went and saw it in the middle of the day, and I was the only person in the theater. So it would be real weird if I came out to a camera crew <laughs> waiting for <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I enjoyed it. I, I laughed a lot. I, uh, I was impressed with the film filmmaking, the visuals. Uh, I thought the writing was great. I thought all around it was solid. It was, it was, I was imp- maybe, maybe I was impressed because... Uh, I went in knowing it's a DC movie, but I came out thinking that was great. Yeah. It's, it's the one that I would love to see a sequel to out of all the DC movies made so far. I'd love to see some, I'd love to see more Shazam and his orphans and his orphans. Patrick, what did you think of Shazam? Um, I liked it a lot. I also was impressed that a DC movie set in that universe, very much set in the universe with the premise that it is because if somebody said, here's what the movie is, you'd probably be, that, that sounds really lame. Mm-hmm. But then it worked. It was really funny. I, I, me, me and Mike that's on the show sometimes went and saw it, and we yeah. laughed a lot. I can see the, I can see the uh, source material very easily being cheesy and lame, but they managed to make it work. Right, really and well. even there were certain parts in the movie that I would be, if I was telling somebody this is what happened, it would sound terrible. There's a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then all the kids get powers. And was, yeah. But when you watch it, you're like into it. And it's yeah. really fun and funny. And I liked it. It's great. Yeah. I liked it as well. I had a lot of fun. And uh, I sat next to Matt Hughes. And we were both actually laughing out loud in several scenes. Like, mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, el- the way you elbow each other when you're enjoying a funny movie. It was just a really entertaining popcorn yeah movie 
and it captured what's I thought that it was interesting the meta-ness of it like Tyler was saying there's a Deadpool element to it and there's also this kind of like smart uh, re- like unpacking of the whole idea that all these superhero movies are really just wish fulfillment fantasy anyway like we like superheroes because like what would it be like if I was strong you oh, know there's sure. part of projection when you watch these movies and like wow they're so cool they're so amazing because we like to fantasy works yeah. that way and this uh, takes that idea and just puts it like unpacks it uh, completely on this unassuming kid and you get to watch them do stupid stuff and mm-hmm. really I mean for most of the movie he's not doing anything remotely heroic right. but yeah and, and it hilarious. seems so real like the first thing they do is go try to get beer they don't like the <laughs> beer so they get candy and then they're like stealing from an ATM to buy video games and stuff and I was like that seems like what 13 year olds would be doing I guess yeah. the best he can think of is charging for selfies and doing a song zapping fingers <laughs> yeah. to the eye of the tiger yeah that was lightning funny. from my hands <laughs> right yeah who's the actor that plays Shazam he's he's the voice of Eugene from Tangled that's all Zachary Chuck. Levi Zachary Levi yeah. is embroiled yeah. in a controversy over his buffness or lack thereof right. yeah was it was fake muscles under there right. well he argues that it, they aren't, but I went back. Patrick was telling me all about the controversy. He's like, no, he says he really got buff. There's pictures of him being buff. And I was like, oh, okay, I want to go see because the suit is like hyper buff. It's like Henry right. Cavill buff. And then I go online and look, and he's like, I guess he's pretty fit. I'm like, no, that is 100% a padded suit. Mm-hmm. And he never actually, he's very careful to not say things like, no, it's not. That's all me. He'll say things like he posts a photo of himself flexing on Instagram and the caption said, yeah, totally padded. And it's like an eye roll emoji. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but you're not actually saying because it is. It <laughs> right. is totally padded. Right. That's like a good six more inches on those arms and the yeah, his shoulders are enormous. Yeah, yeah, he was huge. So there's a, there's a I read another article because the same thing was happening with the Hellboy movie that just came out. They were yeah, like, David they, Harbour. I got. This guy got super fit, and then that Hellboy picture looked incredibly. He looked yeah, he really like Mr. Un- Olympia. Yeah. He looked really unwell in the Stranger Things series. Right. So he went on like a, a social media thing, training, getting ready for this thing. Mm. And then they're like, yeah, he got ready for the suit. And then they're like, There's, that's not him, obviously. That suit is fixed to look like muscles. Right, because he's just red. He's just but red they're also monster. saying there's like a thing to it where, and we talked about with Captain Marvel, where like Brie Larson gotten you know tip top shape she was moving cars and stuff but they never showed any of her body to show her muscles but they were saying that if you're going to be a superhero if you are strong you carry yourself differently and it makes it where your performance is different if you do have a lot of muscle so they're just getting ready for the role mm-hmm. more than the suit okay sure okay that's what i method, read in an article method acting here yeah either I way mean, like it was padded <laughs> it had to be now right? Henry Cavill and even Ben Affleck in the uh, CrossFit sequence in Batman v Superman, where he's flipping that tire yeah. and ready to fight. They were Superman. freaking huge. Henry Cavill, yeah, his his was not bad. Matt my, or Mike always gets upset with Henry Cavill because he's just like he looks uncomfortable. It looks like he can't put his arms down. Right, <laughs> they're Too just wide. floating on his on his buffness. Yeah, so, on his buffness. But wait, what's this guy's name again? Who plays Shazam? Zachary Levi? Yeah, he's a he's a funny guy, but there were times where he got a little too hammy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? He to me, he was the only one that like was consistently 
believable as a kid in an adult body. I yeah. think that the only time the movie it didn't like fully lift me out of the thing where I was like, oh, now this is stupid. But it started to test me when all the foster kids became heroes. Mm-hmm. The yeah. other adult foster kids, I think, were doing a quite a poor job being yeah. kids in adult bodies. I just feel I feel like he was just working so hard on set to to bring that comedy, you know, laser finger that comedy right into the performance, and uh, sometimes it just it felt hammy. Well, it was pretty hammy. Did yeah. you watch? Did you stay for the stinger after the, all the credits? Uh, the very very end? No, I didn't. It's pretty funny. It's very simple. I'll describe it to you okay, now. Okay, go ahead. It uh, involves the other kid holding up a fishbowl with a goldfish in it. And he's like, no, I can't talk to it. And uh, he's like, oh, okay. And he marks it off the list. You know, they're trying to test all the right, superpowers. Talk to animals. And he's like, why would I need to talk to fish? That's the stupidest superpower ever. <laughs> Poor Aquaman. Yeah. 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 That's funny. I agree. That was the uh, when I first saw the demons, I was kind of like Ghostbusters. What do yeah. we have? <laughs> the dogs. But then They're when like they started just uh, eradicating those people in the business office, when they were just biting their that heads off, that was a bit off. surprising. That, that was, like, know, that was graphic. Oh, yeah. yeah, the head, the head eating was more graphic than venom. Yeah, because I actually that's exactly saw what head I thought. Yeah, get chomped off. And then when the kids turned into superheroes, I was like, "Wow!" They they spent this whole movie telling us that he needed to like figure out how to do it for days and days, but they just can do it quickly. Right. But uh, <laughs> they got to figure it out. Yeah, I know. And even the that little girl was really cute for the whole movie. The uh, girl with the snaggle teeth. That the was, little sister. Yeah, that wanted to be a little sister. She was really cute, really sweet in the movie, and then. When that adult was playing her, it was mm. just like, please stop. That's <laughs> what I kept thinking in my head, please stop. And then I had a thought about Tyler as soon as the uh, villain in his full villainous came on screen. I thought immediately, oh, Tyler's not going to like this guy. He's not going to like this villain. He reminded me kind of of the Ant-Man villain the Ant-Man that Tyler villain. hated so much. He was a lot better than the Ant-Man villain. And I like, I like that actor, so maybe that's what did it for me. I didn't think he was cheesy. I, I thought he was genuinely scary. Mostly he was being followed around by the seven deadly sins in demon form. It seemed like it, that must be from the comic book or something. That seems like know. such a strange... He was a bad guy in another DC he movie. Was, was he? Yeah, Green Lantern. <laughs> Don't forget Green Lantern. He's been in Guy Ritchie movies, so I, I think he's just I think he's great. He's just a tough English guy. But he's what didn't make sense to me was when he strolled into that, that board meeting looking all old and bald, and his dad hadn't aged at all, and his brother looked like 20 years younger than him. And I think, what happened to this poor kid? That he looked hard. this worn his out. His mission had trying to out, find man. that dimension. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had, he had to go yeah. teach his dad, Daniel Clamp, from Gremlins 2, a lesson. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah Gremlins yeah. 2. That's <laughs> where I knew him, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, good for <laughs> Daniel Clamp. <laughs> How did you feel about the, the demons? The, at least just the, the design of them as monsters. I actually kind of liked it because it seemed like it was embracing its premise. Like they just were, they were kind of like statues that came to life. It felt very Ghostbusters when they came to life. But I I actually, as the movie went on, really appreciated the subtleties of their specific deadly sin. Oh, like you could recognize which one was which. Yeah. Oh, the fat one must be gluttony. My My favorite one was the gluttony. But not because he was the fat one. Did you see him when he stood up and he roared with his mouth wide open? Yeah. It was his whole body? Yeah. I thought, that's brilliant. 
Great work, monster designer. <laughs> and then the it. premise of the one uh, envy being like hidden away. Uh-huh. That was kind of clever. And he taunted it to come out, and then yeah. the villain fell out of the sky. I thought that it made clever. for a really interesting visual set piece when they were all running around the carnival. And yeah. It was kind of like a, a fun horror style thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until all the kids started running around in their hero form. Again, it wasn't like awful, but I was. that was the only time where I was like, all right, well... I guess I'll forgive this it is, scene. That's one of those things too. In the business off, in the business office, they they just kill everybody mercilessly. Right. In the carnival, they're just kind of flying around looking at everybody, picking them up and yeah. throwing them throwing around. Them yeah. around. Yeah. Roar, roaring you, at people. You were just yeah. eating everybody a second ago. Yeah, they're full. They're taking it easy. They're full. <laughs> Only glutton he's trying to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what do you guys? Uh, what did you think about the? Did you have like a standout funny moment? That for me the thing that made me laugh. It's overall a comedy, right? That's, oh that's yeah, it's overwhelmingly yeah. a comedy yeah. with action sequences. Yeah, I laughed so hard during that big, you know, flying Superman fight scene between the Shazam and the the main antagonist, who's he just Thad? He just had a name. Was that his name? I think so. Anyway, they we don't even remember. <laughs> bad guy, bald bad guy. And they fly up above the city, and he starts shouting about how he's going to like eat his, his soul. And yeah, and yeah. then it cuts to Shazam, who's like a mile away, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and we can hear what he hears, and it's just like faint <laughs> mumbling. On the, he's like, I can't hear you. You're uh-huh. like a mile away from me. There's traffic. <laughs> I was laughing that's a, so that's hard. That's a very Deadpool thing. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. It was great. I thought that kind of summarized the humor of the movie. And the way that uh, Zachary Levi plays those moments with less of like a, a an awareness, it's almost like he genuinely was like, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be hearing you. You know, like <laughs> right. he had a sincerity into the way he played him. Mm-hmm. I thought that the reference to Big was a little on the nose. The piano thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good though. Because it was essentially just it's a superhero Big. big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he could go back and forth whenever he wanted. That was clever. How when he figured that out, he would use that in fight scenes to get small and big. Oh, shout Shazam! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I thought that the way that he learned the or acquired the powers and didn't really understand what was happening, and you know, usually they have to kind of ham fist some way of like stupid. I guess maybe if I try, they come into an understanding of it where you're like, I don't think it would ever happen that way, but it actually made sense in the narrative of this movie that he is trying to like retell the story and ends up saying the word again and mm-hmm. realize like, Oh, okay. That's how it works. So that was kind of funny. Yeah. I liked those foster parents. They seem nice. <laughs> I didn't like them at all. What? Why? <laughs> the big, was, you didn't like were, big skin. They were the, they the, by far the worst actors with the <laughs> worst, with the worst lines. And the whole, the whole hands on deck thing. Yeah, like, he made oh, his God. pairs rhyme. He made oh, his pairs rhyme. Gosh, <laughs> man, this is brutal. They got a heart for foster kids, man. I liked the dynamic there of them being in a foster home, and about halfway through the movie, I, I thought, oh, let me count these foster kids. Oh, that's about as many empty thrones in the lair. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Did you uh, like the 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 second the sidekick kid? I thought his performance was funny and. Yeah, he was good, but he was, was kind of hard to read, too. When the film opens and you've got this kid in the backseat of the car, he's obviously being bullied by his, his father and brother. He transports into the the wizard's 
layer uh, and you think, oh, well, what's the story here? Is he going to become Shazam? And then eventually it all goes wrong and you kind of figure out, oh, he must be the one that becomes the supervillain. Um, I, based on that dynamic of like a misdirection with a kid involved, I was concerned that the the sidekick, uh, foster kid, was going to become a villain too. It kind of seemed yeah, like it that. It implied that briefly yeah. when... He started saying things like, I would kill to have powers like you. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's a weird thing to say. Did you notice um, when he was talking about he picked a champion and the, the champion was bad? Remember that part? Yeah. That was uh, Black Adam, who's going to be played by The Rock in a future movie. What? Seems like the, that's a weird thing to call a character nowadays. Yeah. Can't call the villain Black Adam. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Remember when he called him into the lair and said, hey, I need you to be the champion. And he was telling him the story. He's like, we had a champion before, but he went bad. Uh-huh. That is a character in that story called Black Adam. Got it. Bladam. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, <laughs> who will be played by Dwayne Johnson? There are seven empty thrones and six orphans. What's the deal with the seventh seat? Shazam. No, no, that Shazam is counted. That Shazam and five other kids, right? No, I don't know. Did you really count them? I wasn't paying that close attention. You're in there counting the seats. I'm in there counting the seats. There's seven deadly sins and seven thrones, and there's Shazam and there's the sidekick kid, the college girl, the fat kid, the little girl. Is that only five orphans? I thought there was one more. Um, oh, the little Asian gamer. The, the gamer kid, yep. And I, I liked how they tried to subtly make the kid really good at playing video games so he knows how to fight. Yeah. And then the other sidekick kid really good at studying superhero fights. And so it was like, oh, they, they all picked up their skills very quickly. They yeah, all translated. Because they used what they knew. Right. And he kept using his video game language to when he was fighting them. Right. No, so there, yeah, didn't he, was it a, wasn't there a, a Mortal Kombat reference in there? Yeah, he, he said oh, Fatality or something. Yeah, and the Street Fighter. He yeah. said street Fighter, that's right. He did. Um, but there's one empty seat. There's six kids and an empty throne. What's the deal with that? Who's it going to be? Who knows? That's not I'm asking you. Oh, I don't know. Shazam was lame. We didn't read that in the comics. Yeah, then I had to go online afterward and be like, is this real? I mean, like, how much of this? And it's just a cluster cuss. Apparently, it wasn't even DC's. It was a character called Captain Marvel. And it was so successful that DC sued the... Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is a little boy named... Uh, what's the kid's name in the movie? Billy. Billy. Bad, bad son. Bald... Badwin. Badgy? Badwin? Baldwin? Batson. Anyway, Bill. Batson. Billy Batson turns into Captain Marvel when he says Shazam. So this comic book was selling so well, apparently it was rivaling Superman sales. So DC sues the creator and says, your guy looks exactly like Superman. That's not right. And they acquire the rights to the character in the process. So they absorb Captain Marvel into the DC pantheon. And then Marvel comics comes out of the works and says well we have a character called captain marvel so you can't call your guy that anymore so they said okay well geez i guess we'll just 
call the character Shazam then. I mean, that's what he says when or he turns Red into, Phantom or whatever they were calling him. Yeah, <laughs> Captain Sparkle Fingers. Thundercrack. Crim- Thundercrack. Crimson. That might have been my laugh out loud. Sounds like, like butt like, stuff. Sounds like butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> butt stuff. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, and of course I have to, afterward, there's a mid-credit sequence where the prisoner, or I mean the, the villain wakes up in prison, and or he's insane in prison, right on the walls trying to. Caterpillar. And this caterpillar that was in the wizard's lair earlier in the movie that they purposely made a whole thing out of showing you the caterpillar wasn't there anymore. So I'm yeah. like, why do we need to know that that stupid caterpillar is gone? Yeah, what's the deal? All of those those references in the lair felt so Harry Potter. Let's open these doors. It also felt very Monsters, Inc. Let's open these <laughs> doors and see what's behind here. Oh, it's What in God's name were those uh, crocodiles playing? Those are all <laughs> comic book references. That they had to be. I was yeah. just like... Yeah. Either that or they were just high or the, like nuts. Chaos. It was yeah. just like so specific that they would be like alligators playing poker. Yeah. You remember like when we would watch Indiana Jones back in the day as like the big adventure movies and there would always be one scary scene in it that would be yeah, like sure. the face heart ripping melting. and yeah, the face melting kind of and the wrong grail. You're gonna, Did you you're feel gonna like, write those spoilers down? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say which ones they were in. Right? <laughs> um, they, uh, that felt like when the lady touched the door yeah, and I thought melted. That, that was intense, and it was it, she was like even like crying for help at him. I was like, "Oh dear Lord, this is worse than any of those." And it's the first few minutes of this I family that, movie. I thought the like. same thing. I went like, "Oh okay, so I guess I won't show this to my kids for a while." Yeah. I couldn't tell who the uh, target audience was after that. It had some horrory things in it, and apparently this director is a crackpot who made up some bad horror movies before this it's just crazy because it seems like such a family movie at times and then the other times there's demons biting people's heads off and throwing them out of windows yeah it was a little uneven in that sense yeah not i mean i liked it because yeah. i like all that stuff but sure <laughs> yeah you know what my biggest question is about this movie yeah yeah was it supposed to be released in december because it's so Christmassy, it's it's borderline just a Christmas movie. Uh, I don't know how many times we see Santa running around <laughs> freaking out. Santa features prominently in the third act. He keeps There's a lot of in Christmas. front of the camera and screaming, <laughs> cussing. Yeah, it almost fits the criteria we always talk about. For the, there's a it lot does. of Christmas music. There's a lot of Christmas like uh, ambiance throughout the movie. There's a great opening sequence uh, flashback. Where there's a car wreck in slow motion set to the tune of Little Drummer Boy or uh, Do You Hear What I Hear, I think. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was thing the whole time. Like, oh, is this oh I no. thought maybe just the flashback was Christmassy. Right. And then, no, though. It's the very movie. Christmassy. All they too. needed to do is if they just had those foster kids coming back for the family Christmas, it would have been a straight up Christmas. Movie. Right. <laughs> if it ends on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that uh, Caterpillar is a real comic book supervillain. Yeah. Mr. Mind, he's called. I looked uh, it up. And normally I'd be like, that sounds so dumb. But after this, I'm kind of like, I'd, I'd see Mr. Mind. So if, if it's Shazam, I'll go see it. like he had a fanny pack. These yeah. wizards just sit around looking at all the villains they've defeated as if they're trophies on the wall. They keep they keep these <laughs> sins locked up in, in stone in this Caterpillar. All right, I think it's, it's kind of like this. Back to Indiana Jones. <laughs> They're both in there. He's got a point. The caterpillar and this is like yeah. these are all the ones we found so far. I think that the like the the knight guarding the grail, you know, he had to be there for whatever reason. I think the wizards have to be there because their power is there holding them captive. Okay, well Shazam ain't there. I know well he's the champion. 
he he took on the powers of Shazam. Yeah. He's replaced the old wizard. Yeah. That old wizard had a terrible wig and beard. And a bad yeah. attitude. He's been in he's been in a lot of comic book movies like this month, hasn't he? Yeah, he was in Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah, which is that's funny. right. Uh yeah. Star Lord? Who? That guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see that was bad. It was like clearly just some like a, a mall Santa glued to its face. So are they going to just go back to the lair occasionally and make sure everybody's still in jail? Check on the. It's statues. not a great lair. It's not a oh, great lair for not. hanging. Well, they might can adjust it. Maybe they got the keys to the palace. They can. Yeah, they're going to Ninja Turtle it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be all full of arcades <laughs> and crap and skateboards. Yeah, they've got that that pile of electronics in their bedroom. They just take them over the lair. Yeah, they stole all that stuff. <laughs> no, they did it from busking on the streets. Ah, oh, they when they busted the ATM. Oh, that's right. They 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 would be villains in the Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, yeah it was so petty it, criminals. It was so innocent <laughs> dun, because they're like, dun, "Do you think it'll work?" Oh my gosh, it worked. Yeah, <laughs> and great. then yeah, they barely grabbed any and then got scared and ran away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess we can end by talking about the ending. I thought that the the final scene was one of the most satisfying parts of the movie. That they set up the idea that Billy needed to appear at lunch as Shazam to vindicate Uh-oh. his friend, and yeah. you know, uh, we, you could see that the rift growing between the friends was going to keep that from happening. But part of me was like, "Oh man, I really want to see that happen because it would be so easy for them to pull that off." And this kid is having such a hard time with uh-huh. bullies those bullies. Those bullies, man, were the worst. You know, and when they, they, they got him by smashing their car. Yeah. When the kid was filming all the Shazam videos, why didn't he just turn on his face and then that would be the proof? It's like, I'm filming him. It's yeah, good but his, his, his ideology was that you have to protect your identity because it can be used against the That's superhero. That's true. Tyler just solved that. Okay, that's fine. But then he, that. of course, he contradicted that when he said he knew him, but Billy called him out on it. Yeah. So got, it's a whole, you know, teenagers, man. Yeah, yeah no, it's hard. It's a hard Adolescence time. is tough and challenging. Yeah, they, they, they're figuring it out. So they're, I thought that it was perfect that, you know, he comes in and just doing his whole bit. Shazam is oh this is my friend and everything and mm-hmm. kids are all going nuts and then out of nowhere he's like I also brought another friend and the Henry Cavill Superman suit waltzes into the <laughs> yeah. but it's so purposefully not showing his face that yeah. that was comical to me I was glad that it was like yeah. not showing his face it just <laughs> shows a floating chest with a lunch he's holding a lunch tray <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason and no, that was does good. a a hard yeah. cut away. Do you think it would have been Ramones? funny if we, uh, if he was available to do it or whatever and was in it? It would have been like a Brad Pitt in Deadpool. Well, that's what we were watching the credits. Uh, I noticed that Matt was actually watching them really intently. I was like, what are you looking for? He's like, I kind of hoped it really was Henry Cavill and it didn't show his, it still didn't show his face. <laughs> no, that <laughs> would be great. He had a mustache for some other movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. What did you think of Shazam? Are you a DCEU apologist? Or are you just fine with the mess that they made? Or are you out at this point? I don't think we have any t-shirts left. Youhatemovies.com Should we get some more t-shirts? <laughs>